Well, hello. Welcome to episode 19 of Talking Elements. We are starting a new series in the new year called The Greatest Story Ever Retold. And so we're going to be discussing week one, community. And before Aaron... Community and belonging, you know. Community slash belonging. And family. Today, Aaron and I are joined by Donald Weeding. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. I like being behind the camera more. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, would you in mind in front of the camera? Yeah, would you mind telling people who may not know kind of what you do behind the scenes? Uh, so I get to come here every week and film the messages multiple times, <laughs> multiple times. and then uh, film music, and then I get to edit it all together. Yeah, I like being behind the camera. Just talk about your family real quick, since mm-hmm. we'll be talking about family a little bit. I am married to my wonderful wife, Laura. And we have four kids. Our oldest, Faith, is 13, so I'm officially the father of a teenager. Um, And then I have Felicity, who just turned 10. And then I have Graceland, who's going to be eight in a couple days. Mm -hmm. And then I have my youngest son, Gavin, uh, who just turned five in October. And your kids were the ones who did the kids' news. Yes. Graceland and Gavin and Felicity all got behind wanting to do kids news. And so we did that as long as they were wanting to do it. I was up for doing it. Uh, I also just want to do a shout out to Judy Lees for doing our set for us this time, uh, completely by herself. And uh, much appreciated for that. Only Um, minor heckling from the crowd. Only minor heckling. So Aaron, would you mind giving us a recap of Community? So today we are starting this thing called The Greatest Story Ever Retold. And what we really want to do is over the next few weeks is talk about things we may have understood in the scriptures, but have them retold in a way that goes a little bit deeper. Like I think for us, there's a narrative that we tell ourselves that we are unworthy and that God could never truly love us or other people won't ever truly love us. And I think the retold narrative is that God says, no, I do love you. I do care about you. Jesus died to bring us back into relationship with God again. And so that's kind of the the retold we're looking at is how God has brought us to himself and called us to live in community with one another and how we are supposed to love one another. You're getting lots of one another's actually in the notes this week too. So if you have one goal for this series, what would it what would it be coming out? I would like for us to have a deeper understanding of the things that we think that we know. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to, you know, next week we'll cover the woman at the well. And there's a whole different set of things I think we can look at in looking at Jesus and how he speaks to her and why he speaks to her and what we can learn from that. Uh, we're going to eventually, actually after Easter, we're going to talk about uh, David and Bathsheba and the honor and shame culture that they were in. Uh, we're gonna. There's there's just a lot of different things throughout the scriptures. I think we think we understand, but there's so much more depth to it that we don't. And this is why you can preach the the same things in scripture, you know, a hundred different times and have a hundred different things to come away with. So, what would you say is some of the big misunderstanding or shallowness to community that people think they understand, but really fail? to understand the depth of. Well, this is one of the reasons why I wanted Donald to to be here because, you know, uh, we were in a gospel community together and he's been through a couple different times where the gospel community is split and some people have gone here and then he almost had to restart like twice, mm-hmm. you know, and now they're in a position where they're, they're looking for a community to be a, be a part of. And we have these things in our minds of how it's all supposed to work and it almost never works that way and when it doesn't go the way that we think it should or people respond differently than we think it should it it hurts 
And I know for them, there's there's been some hurt in that that I think that it'd be good to kind of talk through and, and speak about because people feel that. Sometimes they just don't want to say it. Sometimes they're like, well, I just need to leave and go somewhere else and find it over there. When the reality is no matter where you are, there people are people and things are going to be hard because we live in a fallen world. And I think true community and loving one another and walking with one another is harder than it sounds, but I think it can be more rewarding than we can ever imagine if we actually learn to do it. Mm-hmm. That no relationship is going to be perfect, but it's, it's a walking with one another that brings about the things God intends for us to live with. I'm glad you ended with the rewarding part, too, because, <laughs> yeah, my wife and I, we have experienced hurt in, in gospel community through uh, the people we are in gospel community with through uh, our gospel communities that have split, um, through trying other gospel communities. But we've also experienced a lot of rewarding and a lot of joy and a lot of good things through that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like, uh, you know, even though the splitting of gospel communities, when when somebody says we're going to lead a gospel community and we're going to move over here, that's tough. That's hard. Right, because split isn't negative. You know, split yeah. can be a positive. We've grown so big that yeah. we want to, da da da. We need to. And it is hard. It is tough. It's, it's very difficult to accept. But in the long run of it, it's really cool to see what these people are doing over here and how they are bringing more people into gospel community and seeing how, uh, and hearing stories about how people are growing to know who God is and growing in their faith in that. And... I think that's amazing. Yes, it's hard. Yes, I get used to hanging out with uh, someone on a weekly basis, and all of a sudden you split. They go to lead another gospel community, and you know we only have so much time in our lives, and so you start seeing this person a little less, and that's hard. That is difficult. But but that's and that's the thing though I think people don't understand in gospel community we people sometimes when like when Element talks about how important it is they start to think that these people can only be my friends because they're my gospel community when our friendship circle is usually way bigger than that because mm-hmm. it's it's having focused people that we know we're going to try to disciple one another here now we do that with all of our friends but it's kind of more focused in that space and sometimes i think people think that we're saying you can't be friends with anybody else no. just that gospel community and that's sometimes what makes it difficult because you know you and i we still hang out we're still friends we still mm-hmm. talk about geeky stuff like the mandalorian and why you think everything the mandalorian is great and i'm like oh it just drives me nuts because of this <laughs> but it is great <laughs> So how would you guys define family, and then how would you guys define gospel community? Well, because because I, we don't, my, Marianne and I don't have kids, I, my view of family is, you know, those those deep friends that, that come along into our lives as well. I mean, obviously, we have our family family, but I for me, it, it's kind of deeper than that as well. There, there's people that we're close to that we want to stay in connection with that whatever they need you know you're there for uh, in an instant even you don't feel like doing it you're there you know and then sometimes in a gospel community where you want to disciple and grow one another it's like ah, i don't know if i want to show up for that because that's tough today um and i i think a gospel community though there is also i i think gospel community develops into friendships but sometimes it doesn't start there I think gospel community has an intentionality of discipleship as part of the mix, that we want to talk to one another in a way that helps us to understand one another enough that, to help one another grow. And 
friendships, you know, that that happens and it should happen naturally. And sometimes it doesn't, but it should. But gospel community, I think there's also an intentionality behind that, that we are working towards friendships. But sometimes there's even people in a gospel community that you would say you're friends, but it not, it's not like you're friends like family. It's, it's something that, that's also a little different where you are traveling a journey together and you're understanding that a little bit more. That that community, you know, again, isn't your only friendships, but it is something that you are doing part of it as the intentionality of discipleship. See, I see, I I see it a little different. I guess I see gospel community. So Yuri's the quote you said, mm-hmm. Yuri. I'm not going to botch his last name. Brenner. Yep. He said, "A family is a group of people who display irrational commitments to the well-being of one another." And I think a fam- I think I think I think of my family. I think of your guys's families. And there probably are people that we're not friends with mm-hmm. that that we love. And and that's where the irrational rationality comes in. Is I'm going to be there for certain family members, even if I don't like those family members, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and to me, that's where one of the tenets of gospel community has to be that we are a family of God, because we're, we whether we're really friends or not, mm-hmm. I have to be there. I, I have to almost be rational about the one another's that mm-hmm. are in scripture mm-hmm. that, that I'm going to love this person. I'm going to serve this person. I'm going to invest my time and life into this person, not because they're my best friend, but, or blood family, but because they are in the family of God. I think it's another misunderstanding people have about gospel community is that they think, oh, okay, so these are my friends. Right. And, mm-hmm. and yes, there is friendships that get built, but there's different tiers, right? There's, yeah. a, there's a different tiers of friendships that are in that. Mm-hmm. And there's some people in, in a gospel community that you might never hang around with outside of a notes night or outside of GC get together or something like that. And there's other people who would be like, hey, it's Saturday. What are you doing? And so there's, there's different tiers. And, it's, and sometimes people, I think, think if I'm in a gospel community, then I'm going to get invited to everything that all these people do. And that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, uh, it, that's why it's, it's good and, and, it's a blessing from God to have friends outside of a gospel community as well. So you don't feel like uh, you're let down if your gospel community splits mm-hmm. or, you you know, something isn't happening the way you want it to. So therefore, God's letting you down. It's, you know, we need to have the, the difference between the gospel community commitment with that family commitment in the midst of it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the, well, the fundamental thing is gospel communities is not here for the fulfillment of self. Right. That, that if we're not committed to one each other, and in this friendships, this is marriage. If we're not committed to the fulfillment of the gospel and worshiping Christ, not that fulfillment can't come to us from doing that, mm-hmm. but it's when I think it's I think I think so often the conflict that arises around gospel communities is because I'm not being fulfilled, mm-hmm. and why am I here if? If it's not that, and then it, then it, and it, and then it becomes this thing where it's like these leaders are not doing a good enough job in this GC because I'm not being fulfilled, and it's like, well, they're never going to do a good enough job because right. they're not Jesus, mm-hmm. they're not yeah. Christ. Yeah, like <laughs> I, they're unfulfilled too. So we're all in the same club. <laughs> they're frustrated just like you. Oh but that's the gosh. thing is sometimes leaders in GCs don't even want to talk about that. They're frustrated and feeling like everybody else as mm-hmm. well. It's a it, Again, we're, we're living this double life of where we're trying to act like we got it all together. It, we live in a broken, COVID-filled, fallen world right now, and nobody has it together. We're all feeling the 
this way. Mm-hmm. I was telling my wife this just the other day, we were going, doing something, and I go, I don't, I said, I just feel like I'm more irritable. She goes, everybody's more irritable right now. And, and it's just true. Mm-hmm. It just is. I think the uh, idea of family and gospel communities should also overlap. And I see GC splits that are hard, much like what I'm going to have to deal with in the future when my kids move on. My kids are not going to live in my house for forever. You should I, hope not. No, at least I hope not. <laughs> I love my kids, but one day they are going to leave, and that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard, but it's also going to be great. And this is one of the things I love about the family metaphor for gospel communities is because the the families are designed to replicate, right? Mm-hmm. They're designed to have offspring. Not that every everyone does, and and but it's like there there needs to be growth in it. There needs to be multiplication of some kind, mm-hmm. and 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 ascending off, and 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 yeah, I, it rubs me the wrong word, way when we use the word split because it's just that families don't split when sons get married and yeah. move off, even though certain moms might think so. Yeah, um, <laughs> but but it is it is this. There should be celebration and sending and, and starting new families and new life. All this kind of goes back to kind of one of your main points of uh, we we need to be known in order to belong. Which is kind of a weird message today because I felt like I didn't really have like that, keep going back to that central point. I mean, I did a family, but I didn't really like, here's the big idea. It's yeah. Belonging and family, obviously, yes, but, you know, there wasn't that normal thing I normally do that way. That's okay. Yeah. Still a good message. Mm-hmm. Um, why? So why do you think we don't want to be known? Well, I think there's two things in that. I think, one, there are certain people we don't want to be known by, mm-hmm. and we don't want them to know all the stuff that's going on. But then, again, you know, you don't entrust yourself to people who you don't think are trustworthy. But I think we don't really want to be known because we, I think we constantly have this thing where we think that people will reject us if they really know us. Uh, and it goes down to the thing that we don't like ourselves that much many times. And if we don't like ourselves, why would somebody else like us for the things that we struggle with. So I wanted to end on um, the church is God's solution to loneliness. Given the last year of COVID, how can we as a church be better at being a place for the lonely? I think that's a interesting question because first we also have to, we we have to realize that we won't always be perfect at that. Um, So with that said, understanding that we can never be, perfect at that I think it's always just always being inviting um, because there's people that we, we see and we kind of just pass by I always tried to encourage people on Sunday mornings when you know a year ago um, that the people you see all the time you say hi to them that's great but while you're here be looking outside of that that group be be talking to other people who are here mm-hmm. and there's so many interesting people you meet i mean in good and bad ways right <laughs> but there's so many interesting people that that are here that and some of them are just hoping someone talks to them and they're they're maybe introverted and they they don't want to step out of mm-hmm. where they are and say hi to somebody but they would love for somebody to say hi to them god came into this world mm-hmm. to seek us because we were lost, which means we need to look outside ourselves and seek other people. And so we don't get the the luxury of just sitting back and doing nothing. We are called to be those who go out and who look for and love one another. 
thing. I think we have our eyes open enough that we're looking for to be God's hands and feet to the world around us, to be welcoming, that our circle isn't closed because God's circle mm-hmm. isn't closed. It's open, it's welcome, it's inviting, and so that's what we do. I think all this comes down to being intentional and being sacrificial with yeah. with it because yeah. because it's, it's easy to talk to the people you want to talk to with or... Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in terms of COVID, like, it's easy not to pick up the phone and call people on my, in my contact list mm-hmm. that, that I, should, I should probably be reaching out to. Mm-hmm. I should at least check in to see how people I care about are doing. And, and, it, and I'm, I'm selfish, and so I'll, I'll spend my time doing my stuff. Um, but it takes intentionality. It takes me actually thinking about, man, I should look it through my, at least look through my phone list. And it takes ser- sacrifice of actually mm-hmm. serving somebody outside of my what I want to do right now. And so with that, I'm going to leave you with that. Find some time to be intentional. Think through ways right now that you can connect with somebody uh, and find ways that you can sacrifice your time, your life. Again, going back to what I said earlier about gospel community. If you do stuff for your fulfillment only, you're going to live a very bitter, lonely life, I think, um, because that is not what God has us here for. It, it is to, we, we got to take his model of coming in and indwelling among his creation and that is who we are called to be. We, we are to sacrifice um, our desires over or for God's desires. And God is an inclusive God who loves, forms us, brings us into uh, family when we do not deserve it. So I'll leave it with that. Hopefully this week you can uh, find someone to love um, and pour out into uh, whether you get anything in return or not. And we'll see you next week for Talking Element. Good eye. Goodbye. Good eye. 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 Man, that's a good question. Um, I I think. 